Welcome to the Lindsay and Tony podcast, where we talk about spirituality, business, and life experiences. In this podcast, we're bringing our private conversations to you. We believe that it's through discussion, action, and reflection that true change occurs. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 114, Surrendering is a Key to Your Personal Freedom. Before I get into this episode, I just want to make a quick announcement about something that's really exciting for me. My online mediumship membership doors are opening back up again. My membership is called Mediumship Mastery Circle. It's for any medium that wants a safe place to grow, learn, and just be surrounded in a positive environment. To learn more info, go to lindsaymarino.com. Okay, now I'm going to get into the episode. Today's episode, Tony and I talked about personal experiences in our life about surrendering and how it really did bring so much more freedom and peace. We know that sometimes it's hard as humans to let go and allow, but when you're feeling like you need more faith, this is the perfect time to practice surrender. We hope you enjoy the show. Hi guys, welcome back. We're so excited that you're here. Today's episode is all about surrendering to have personal freedom. And surrender is a big topic for both Tony and I, and we're gonna get into the meaning before we even start sharing stories about our personal experiences with surrendering. Yeah, and it reminds me of uh, when I was watching Wayne Dyer, The Shift, I talk about this a lot, to where he talks about when you're in the womb for the first nine months, you surrender. You're not worried about your nose coming on. You're not worried about your body forming. You're not worried about any of this. Mm-hmm. And we're just in this complete surrender mode. And then he goes on to say that if we can do that in the womb and everything is handled for us for the physical journey, then why wouldn't it be the same once we get out of the womb? Exactly. It's just like the trees that are growing outside. At first, there's moments where trees need to have some sort of maintenance, but usually the trees outside do pretty well by themselves. Um, they just, they, they're living. <laughs> they go through the seasons, they experience the seasons, just like us, we don't need to tell our heart to beat or our, our lungs to breathe. It's naturally taking, taking place. And I think as humans, we definitely have a thing where we have to control things and try to make things a certain way. I know personally from my experience, I feel very driven with certain things, so I wanna get it done. But at the same time, there's been practice with surrender when I least expected it, where I kind of was forced to surrender to different moments. Exactly, and it's one of those things to where you first hear, like maybe you're first hearing it on this podcast episode or like when I was watching The Shift and you're like, yeah, that sounds good. But then right. when you go to do it, it's like you, you have this up and down thing. And what I realized over time is that that's part of the process too of surrendering. Mm-hmm. It all is. of those emotions, all the fears, all the anxieties, all the times to where you don't have the faith and being okay with that. I think that's such a powerful place to come from with this. And I think that's what surrendering is. It is. Part of it. And I feel like I want to show this book at the beginning too, in case you're looking for a place to a resource. This book is called The Surrender Experiment and it's by Michael Singer. And this is the perfect example of surrendering. You know, he thought his life was gonna go one way and it went a completely different way. And it started with him having this voice in his head that he was aware of, 
where he wasn't surrendering to just the silence of a conversation. He felt very uncomfortable. For me, I can relate to that a lot. And I think I spoke about it maybe in a couple episodes ago. Um, but he, he will lay out what happened for him when he was struggle, struggling with this roller coaster ride of surrender, but there were magical things that took place in his life from doing that. So as he was doing that, I'm sure there's, I haven't read the book yet, I'm sure there's specific things that he figured out that worked, that helped him to surrender, like different habits, different techniques, different yeah, experiments well, that he tried. Exactly. Well, I mean, he was a professor and he didn't want certain things to happen. He didn't want to say yes to certain things. And he found himself saying yes. This voice came out of him and he said yes, even though his human mind wanted to say no. And when he started to say yes, all of this unexpected, um, these unexpected people, situations, money, um, happiness, everything started to come about. And what he recognized was he thought that he was doing the right things all along to follow that, that human side of him. But when he let go, that's when things started to flock to him. So it's pretty amazing what can take place with this, I this process. You, I, exactly. I love how you brought up the part where he said that he didn't like silence and he was uncomfortable with silence. And that reminds me of something that I, I actually first learned about about a week ago to where when you're thinking, oh yeah, your tongue is vibrating. Mm -hmm. There's little micro movements inside of your tongue when you're thinking. So if you want to be very present with somebody, whenever you're talking with them, what you could do is, and you could try this right now, is gently touch the top of the roof of your of the roof of your mouth with your tongue. So do it right now, or you could bite your tongue either way. But if you're listening to somebody, obviously you don't want to, you know, you're. you're <laughs> that you're might the, look kind of weird. So try, <laughs> so try the so gently, gently touch your tongue to the top of your mouth and just sit here for a second. And I would suggest you to keep practicing this over and over so you can feel this. But what happens is, is when you do that, it slows down your thoughts. It slows down your energy and it allows you to be more present. And it's just a little strategy you can use to surrender, to surrender to that silence and be okay with it when you're in conversation. Because I realize, trust me, I've been experiment, experimenting with this a lot over the last week. I realize when I do it, I'm even more okay with the silence because it's like, it's giving me something to focus mm -hmm. on. And then also it's literally physically stopping my thoughts from going and my energy from going as much because once again, your tongue is vibrating when your thoughts are going. So right. if you're gently touching it on the roof, you're pausing that vibration, you're stopping that vibration, you're slowing it down. Yeah. And I actually tried it during my readings this week too. So when I was connecting in with um, spirit, when I was connecting with a past loved one, I would say to my client, okay, hold on one moment. I'm just going to take a moment to get some more information from them. And right when I normally say that, I open up my mind and feel and, and open up everything to receive from them when I'm kind of conversing back and forth. And this time I was very conscious of placing my tongue on the roof of my mouth and it did slow down my thoughts and I was able to receive the flow from them. And if you start doing this, you're gonna recognize that throughout the day, you're already doing a lot of this. Yeah. We're already, because as you were talking, without even me thinking about the tongue exercise, I was already doing it. I was mm -hmm. putting my tongue on the roof of my mouth. 
But when you're aware, that's when it becomes even more powerful too. Right, because you'll be aware of the times to where you're not doing that. Because it is, it's an instinct of ours. So our body, our intelligence, we already know that mm -hmm. for us to be in that calm state, our tongue goes to the top of the roof. Mm -hmm. Our tongue's not sitting there. And then whenever you're, whenever you're trying to think about what you're going to say next, you'll notice your tongue is not on top of the roof. It's actually like moving. It's actually like in the middle between the top of your roof and the bottom of your, mm -hmm. the bottom of your mouth. Yeah. So going back to a week ago again, a lot's happened in the last week I know. when we were swimming. And I think that's what helped spark this um, episode for this week. It just felt right. And then also Lindsay reading that book, The Surrender Experiment. So when I was swimming last week, I, I had my nephews here in town and I forget if it was just Lindsay, you started floating first or if they did. I can't remember. Yeah, I don't remember. But, but, e but either way, I, I started to try to float again. And then a year ago was the first time that I actually learned that we could act. I mean, I knew that humans could float, but that, that I actually tried it. And that was when we were in St. Louis at the apartment and you were teaching me. And yeah. I kind of got it, but I was still kind of like I was a week ago to where at first, a week ago, I was kind of like, I'd lean back. And if you don't know what floating is, it's where you just lay on your back. And when you do it the right way, when you breathe the right way, and you're relaxed, you'll actually float in the water. And it's actually one of the most powerful meditations that I've ever done in my entire life. So what happened was, a week ago, I started to do this again, and I haven't done it, I don't think I've tried it since the last time I right. tried it. I forgot all about it. It's one of those things. I start to do it, and then I start to like wiggle my legs a lot. I start to struggle with my arms. My breathing was sporadic. And then as I continued to practice it, I noticed that my breathing slowed down, my legs stopped moving as much, my arms, and I got to the perfect space of, ah, surrender. And that's how I felt. And in that moment, I was like, I had the biggest insight to where I was like, this is exactly how it is. You just have to figure out how to align yourself with the laws of the universe because when you're doing that you're aligning yourself with gravity and you're using the laws of the universe to your advantage in that moment mm -hmm. it's true and i i'm thinking of last year around this time most likely it was a couple weeks out last year it was in july when tony was trying to do it and i was holding him <laughs> trying to keep him up and he was trying to kick his little feet and i'm like you can't Kick, you don't need to kick your feet. And he was trying to figure out, how are you laying down without moving and you're still floating and you're looking up at the sky? Such effortless. And, um, and I was taught by my grandfather. I could have been five, maybe even four. I'm not sure the exact time frame, but he taught us to swim like very, very early. So we were always in the water. But one of the things that comes up with floating and, and surrendering is you really don't have to put in too much energy to do any of it. Um, it is just quieting the mind and the physical body too. But when I looked at Tony the other night, he looked so peaceful and he was looking up at the sky and he was, you could feel the energy and he was kind of off in his own little world. And he's like, I feel like a new person just by floating. And that's what it feels like. It feels like that in the pool, but it also feels like that in life. And I think in life, it can be very difficult when you don't know what you don't know. Like you have to know, like you don't have to do as much work to get that point of surrender. So last year when I was floating, I loved it. I, I was laying in the pool, but I remember taking a moment to close my eyes and even just kind of 
lay back, not just in the middle of the pool, but I started to find myself floating so long where I was moving to the other side of the pool. And at that moment, something different happened where I was fearful that I would hit the edge. So I kept on looking behind me and it wasn't relaxing anymore to float. And what I recognized was I didn't look, need to look behind me. I just needed to trust that my body, my intuition would tell me that I'm close to the edge. It would be a feeling that would come up if I let go and allowed it to come in. And that's what ended up happening. It was almost like intuitively my hand pushed out when I was right near the edge. And I, I wasn't looking, but it took a little bit. It was a process to get there. And I think that's what happens in life too. And a lot of mediums are watching this. This happens during mediumship readings where we need to surrender to let go and allow things, allow the spirit realm to come in. And I think that's important to think about. And I'm not a master at surrendering in life because I'm someone that wants to get stuff done and make it happen. So I think having that balance, the two, makes it really powerful. Right, and it's one of those things too. It's like you said you're not a master at this, but you're aware of it. And I mm -hmm. think that's the most powerful thing. And then also going back to it, you talked about how you're holding me up. And you're like, yeah, just do this, do that, do that. And I had the coaching. I had somebody around me that knew what they were talking about, knew the right strategies to do. If I had somebody around me that never floated before, I would have been like, I would have been, we would have been trying to figure it out ourselves. It took what? Five minutes, 10 minutes, a little adjustment here, a little adjustment here. So this is another thing. You could see all of the lessons and like, as you were telling all these stories, I'm thinking that's exactly how it is. Think about it. Have you ever seen somebody in your industry to where it's like, it looks like they're just moving in an effortless manner and their business is exploding. You're sitting over here working your ass off and you're like, why is it not working? Why is it not working? Why is it not working? Or it could be with maybe working out. You know, you're sitting there working out and you're not getting the results. And you see somebody else and they're just do, 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 hopping to the gym and it looks so effortless to them. And you're like, the bastards. <laughs> you ever felt like that before? Well, here's the thing. Instead of becoming resentful towards people like that, instead of thinking, oh, they're just special. Instead of thinking all of these thoughts, start to ask questions. Start to seek out these people in specific ways like, for example, floating, I need to find people that know how to float. I don't want to talk, if I'm trying to learn how to float, I don't want to waste my time trying to learn from somebody that doesn't know how exactly. to float. So it's like, you want to seek out different people that can help you, right? Because even though you're hearing about this now, I don't know if we ever, I think it's a paradox. We are, all of us are all experts at surrendering. Because going back to the first nine months of our lives, mm -hmm. how do we know to do that? Our soul knows. But at the same time, here in the human level, we have the human side too, to where, yeah, it looks like we're not experts at times. Because look, as an entrepreneur, whenever you're living on your edge, whenever you're doing things like that, you have to surrender, right? How many times are you doing things, Lindsay, to where it's something new in oh, your business, something outside of your comfort zone, and it's like the fears come up, mm -hmm. or you know, the anxieties. Like, you know deep down inside, I'm gonna do this, and I'm, this is what I'm here for, but you're human. So you have those, and I know that I do too. And it's always important to go back and remember the stories about floating, to remember about your first nine months in the womb. Yes. And then to seek the help also. I totally agree, and I think one of the things that can come up with 
when you do surrender and you kind of let go. So for example, if you're someone that is working nine to five or you're an entrepreneur and you're putting in 12 hours a day, instead of that, instead of that, um, that push and pull feeling, kind of change up your routine and see what happens just from doing that. Instead of being so controlled and doing things a certain way and rigid, change it up. That's how you can surrender to something. I remember- yeah, For sure, that's a great example. Yeah, and you're gonna feel more free, no matter what. If you change something up, it might feel uncomfortable at first, you might resist against um, you know, cutting off your day at a certain point, or taking the extra drive to the beach instead of just coming right home after work, but change something, change something up. Um, one example I could think of of complete surrender was when me and my friend Kelly went, did our cross country trip. I've done many cross country trips since, like with Tony too, and we've had moments of surrender. But the one that sticks out really highly to me is when Kelly and I decided we were gonna go on this trip. I really wanted to go because Nick and I were supposed to do that trip. And I said, just come with me, let's figure it out. And at the time we were like, I was working and I don't know, I think I was, that was my first year teaching actually. And we went on the trip, we had some cash with us, but we, we met in California and we drove to Boston. And along the whole trip, we really didn't have much planned. We just knew that we wanted to go to certain places, like in our head, we knew we wanted to go to Vegas. We knew we wanted to go stop in Missouri. We wanted to Grand go Canyon, right? the Grand Canyon. We wanted to go to Grand Canyon. We wanted to do a couple different things. But other than that, we were just driving. We didn't know what day it was gonna happen. We just knew that we had to be back by a certain date. And it was amazing what took place on that trip. We had unexpected friends that we met along the way. We had unexpected money come to us. We had unexpected messages from the spirit realm come through. We had unlimited happiness and fun. Um, even though we were making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches on the, the dashboard of the car, like doing different things like that. It was so magical. I don't know how to describe what took place there in a short amount of time, but if you saw it, you'd think it was a movie. Like, did that just happen to them? How did they get that? We weren't doing anything. We were just attracting everything. Our intention was to go to certain places and enjoy ourselves and have fun. But what took place was something that was on another level that is hard to sum up. But that moment of surrender, it was when we didn't really have a, a true plan. We just kind of allowed, we had the intention. That's when things started shifting quickly and miracles started happening. And miracles are around each and every one of us all the time. And that's the power of it. That's the yeah. power. So when you go to surrender and you go to do a new thing, like Lindsay was just talking about, something that's out there, we're just gonna go with the flow, go across the United States. It's scary at first, right? For some people, it's extra scary. But on the other side of surrendering, just like when I was floating in the pool, it's like as soon as I got to that moment of like full surrender and I start to float effortlessly, that moment you saw me when I was looking up at the sky, mm -hmm. exactly what you're describing with you and Kelly, how you had all these miracles and exciting things happen. That's how I felt in that moment. So think about your life. Think about what are things that you can do that's a little edgy for you, something that's outside of your comfort zone. So something that comes to mind for me is, is switching up your routine. Like instead of going to the same gym every day, maybe switch it up and go work out outside. Maybe go to another gym. 
maybe try out a yoga studio, maybe try out a, I went to a silk studio. That was one of the hardest things <laughs> I've ever done. I still, I like I, it took, I was there for like maybe an hour and a half and I learned how to do, you know, wrap my feet around like the basics. Mm-hmm. I also lifted a little weights there. But the point of this is when I walked into that studio, I felt so uncomfortable because like, you know, it wasn't the same as me walking onto a basketball court. I've been doing that my whole life. That's like, all right, I'm in the flow state immediately. The gym, I've been going to the gym since I was in ninth grade. I'm in the flow state. It's natural for me. A silk studio, I think that's the name of it. Yeah, it the, is. The things. Oh my gosh. Like I, I, all these people around me are like doing backflips in the air and I'm thinking, uh. <laughs> I wish so, I saw that. <laughs> so it's, it's scary and that's another way. So the point of this is when you surrender on a micro level in your life, you'll start to surrender on a bigger level in your life. And yes. that's the thing here too. That's the thing we can leave them with is to figure out something they can do that with at the smallest level. Mm-hmm. That's a perfect example. And share with us in the comments the next step and what you're gonna do. So if it's something as little as changing up the grocery store or changing up your meal that you eat every day, you know, whatever it may be, maybe it's taking a little bit of an extra moment to um, go outside your comfort zone and travel to two towns over you know whatever it may be share with us and then watch magic unfold just by going on that journey and don't be afraid to go by yourself doing those things absolutely another thing that comes to mind too is maybe it's just you speaking your truth because that takes a lot of surrendering oh my gosh right? so much just you doing trust this. that okay spirits telling me this to come up and to say this to friends family whoever your, your loved ones are um it's scary right because the truth hurts, the truth stirs up things, it, it, it's edgy, right? Mm-hmm. True. Guys, we hope that you enjoyed this episode and we will see you next time. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. If you liked it, leave a five-star review on iTunes and remember, subscribe to our YouTube channel too. If you can think of anyone else that would love this episode, share it with them right now on social media or email. And remember, getting results is a process of learning, applying, and reflecting. Stay consistent and continue to grow every day.